He's not risen that way. Christos and Este. Thou he's up. Have a seat. Congratulations to Sebastian and his family on being received into the church. I remind the godparents, well, I don't have to remind our guest, Father Michael Vezruska, most of you know him, uh, of all your responsibilities, but the parish itself has a responsibility now to Sebastian to make sure that he's well instructed in the faith and he sees our example. Uh, Father Michael is up for the baptism. He's the pastor of uh, uh, St. Thomas Parish, our Byzantine Catholic Parish in Gilbert, Arizona. So we welcome Father Michael. It's always a blessing to, to have another priest on the altar. What a difference a day makes. What a difference a day makes. And no, I'm not going to break out into the song that Aretha Franklin made popular. But it's true. Just the other day, I was standing on a bluff overlooking Admiralty Inlet, above near where Squim Bay is. Then yesterday, I found myself at the sheep pool. And today, I find myself at the foot of the baptismal font. What a difference a day makes. When I was out surveying the waters, my vast domain from my window while we were away this week, <clears throat> I was looking at the hills and the trees and the deer and the birds and all of that, but I was always drawn to the water. As a little boy in Moses Lake, it was always about the water. And I was watching the water, and I noticed the water moves in three different ways. This is salt water. It moves by the waves of the boat. They're going all around, the fishing boats, the cargo ships. But those waves would slowly dissipate into the larger body of water. I observed as a, as a sailor the tidal rips. I could tell where the tide lines were in that area when the tide was ebbing, when the tide was flowing. I could tell by the sound of the seashore and the waves whether it was coming in or out. It's just something I developed. And so you see the movement of the water as directed by the tide, pushing and pulling the rest of the water. But what fascinated me most was the water that was moved by the wind. It wasn't particularly windy there. There was just breezes that would come up. And when I watched the water, the wind dance on the water, creating these, what we call in sailing, pat, uh, cat paws, where you try to get in these little spits of water, spurts of wind that would go off and then dissipate. But despite all the movement of the water, it was still the same water. No change took place to the water. I, then the next day, I find myself at the pool of Bethesda. I mean, uh, the, the sheep pool. And here's the water that was stirred up from time to time by an angel. 
And when it did stir up, whether it was from bubbles coming up from underneath or whether it looked like fingers ran through the water, creating ripples, the water only brought a change that was temporary. For whoever got into the water first was cured, but that cure was only going to last for a short time, and then it would end in death. But the water we experience today with the priest blowing the air on the water, with the movement of his hands stirring up the water, that water is different from all other water. For that water will not into death, but into eternal life. And it is for that water and for that eternal life that Christ came. We find ourselves at the sheep pool. What a difference a day would have made. I ask myself, rhetorically ask Christ, why not tomorrow? Why today? Gosh, just one more day and things would have been better. It wouldn't have been the Sabbath. You wouldn't have ran into such a, 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 a butting of heads with the Jewish leaders. Why not tomorrow to do this? Tomorrow would have been just so much sunnier. But Jesus wasn't going to waste a day. He had to go about and make his father's name known. And he had to go about to make sure that everyone knew that he was the son of the father. And the way that would get the most notice was when you came up against the authorities, then word would spread quickly. What a difference a day would have made. They wouldn't have been seeking to, to ridicule him. And then when he said, I must, my father is doing the work and I must do his work, those words come right after our gospel reading today. When he spoke those words, then they decided that they needed to put him to death. One, one more day made a difference. Yes. But not the day that's to come, but the very day that he was at. Today is the day for salvation. Today the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Remember how many times we said today, today, today in the great blessing of the Jordan water on January 6th, the Feast of Theophany? Today is the day. That water that was in the Puget Sound was, all, was just water. It would never make a change in anyone's life. It would never heal anyone. The water at the sheep pool would only make a change that was temporary. But the water in the baptismal font makes a change of everlasting life, calling one into a life in Christ. He came to change the water. As it says in Matins this morning, that the angels would come and they would stir up the water from time to time and then only one person would be cured from time to time. But you, Jesus, when you came, you purified an innumerable multitude through the waters of baptism. Jesus suddenly came on the scene after 38 years that man had been laying there. He knew well probably the signs that were leading up to when the water would be stirred. Like I could tell when the tide was about to change, it starts to make a funny sound. And the way the rays start to develop. 
Maybe his family, his friends had given up on bringing him there after so many years and finally said, buddy, you're on your own. And maybe he could see the, four, the telltale signs that the water was about to be changed, but he wasn't able to get in to receive the healing. One more day wouldn't have made a difference for him. But it was all the world of difference to Christ. After 38 years without warning, suddenly Jesus was standing before him. Do you want to be healed? He rises, takes up his mat after receiving the healing. And the Jewish authorities, they come and they ask him, it's not, or tell him it's not lawful for you to pick up your mat. It's the Sabbath. And he says, well, the person that healed me told me to pick it up. But the Jewish leaders didn't ask who, anything about the healing. It was all about the law. It's not lawful. Jesus came to bring about a change. The law without love is like a body without soul. It's dead. He came to give us new life. By changing the waters into the waters of incorruptibility. By changing the coal that was given from, uh, by the angels to Isaiah to purify his lips. He gave us the coals of the Eucharist, the divine Eucharist, to purify our soul and body. What a difference a day makes. Yesterday, Sebastian was just one of a member of the human family. Today, he's part of the celestial family. Part of the body of Christ. What a difference a day makes. Christ came to make himself known. And that holds us now that we have heard and we have seen to an expectation that we are called to live that life that he came to give us. Today's the day to make the change. We don't need to wait till tomorrow. Let's not waste our time with anxieties about what's happening throughout the world. We pray for peace, we pray for our governmental authorities, and then we worry about ourselves and changing ourselves. Let's not get caught up in political politics within the church. Let the bishops do their work, pray for them, but we can change the church in our own little corner by learning about repentance for ourselves. Instead of searching the internet and wasting our time trying to figure out what this bishop's doing or what the pope's doing or what that patriarch's doing. Let's worry about what we're doing. Let's pick up a book and read about our own, about how to repent. Let's pick up a book and read to how we can live this life in Christ. Let's pick up the scriptures and learn who this Jesus is that he gave us baptism and he gave us the Eucharist, that he gave us this new life. Life is going to be over with in a heartbeat. I'm 58 years old. I'm closer to the end than I was at the beginning. It's kind of unnerving. But it's also a good wake-up call. We don't have a moment to waste. The waters have been stirred. We've entered into it. It's made a change in our lives, or it's supposed to. Let us live a life that reflects the change that we are entered into. Let our hearts be stirred by the same spirit that stirred that water this morning. 
The same spirit that casts out the demons and whatever was lurking and hiding in Sebastian's heart that we did in the narthex when the priest blew, blew air on, the, on him there. On the oil of gladness when the police, priest blew the, on oil, air, over, the air over the holy oil before pointing into the baptismal font. It's time to prepare for Pentecost. It's time to once again to enter into that life the spirit of the church. Let's put away any obstacles that will prevent that enkindling of the love of God in our hearts. The waters have been stirred. Let's let our hearts be stirred as well.